Hey everyone, this is Melissa and I'm the Talkative Introvert. I never know how to start an episode. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, how do you want to start this? <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's our start then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's perfect. Are you already recording? Yeah, I've been okay. recording. Because cool. I, I kind of just do that. Because sometimes the pre-conversation is interesting enough to put yeah. in a podcast. That's smart. I like that. Yeah. Except I didn't get you talking about your hermit crab story. Dang I was like, oh, it. That's a good one. Dang it. But next time. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it'll come up again. I love my hermit crabs. I talk about them way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every time. We, we've talked probably I know I annoy people about my hermit crabs but I don't care because I just love them that's like your story now it's just yeah. hermit crabs just was it I'm Alfonso and and Esteban Esteban yes Alfonso and Esteban are you gonna name the third one Sebastian <laughs> I should if I do get a third one I think his name will be Sebastian I still need to figure out if Esteban's a boy or a girl Alfonso is definitely a boy how do you know? So they have these things. They're called gonoporins, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. They're basically these two little itty-bitty dots. Like, they look like little pinpricks or like a snake bite on their stomachs. Mm. Like, really low on their stomachs. So they have to be kind of pretty far out of their shell for you to be able to see them. Um, but if they are male, then they won't have gonoporins. But if they are female, then they will have it. There so it's just like two dots, and that's like yeah, well, they're, they're like vagina. I think I don't know. That's <laughs> so hard because they're tiny. They're very small. Yeah, they're super small. Like literally, it looks like when you put like a safety pin into the wall, but even smaller. Or not safety pin. Uh, what are they called? A thumbtack. Thumbtack. Yeah. You should put a camera, a camera feed. I know. I really want to. I need to be. I need to find a camera that'll like be able to record at night. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that's not what today's episode is about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So today's episode is about INTJ statistics, and we just looked up statistics. It's so hard for me to say that word. Statistics online. Um, and we picked out our favorites and we we're going to share it. And yeah, that's our episode. I don't like the word statistics because I don't like um, S's and T's. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, a really difficult word for you then. Yeah. And I don't like the sound. Um, do you ever talk to people and when they pronounce their S's, it's like this high pitched like whistle whenever <laughs> yeah. they do? Yeah. It's pretty I, rare that I hear. Oh my god, I hate that. What? What? You like? <laughs> you um. What am I trying to say? I didn't hear that last part that you said. Oh, I don't. Did it cut out or something? Yeah, cut out. Oh my god, that's what I was trying to say. Oh. Cut out. <laughs> Your brain really isn't working today. It's not. I don't think I had enough sleep. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't either. I don't even remember what I said, though, so. Okay. <laughs> because um, we did laundry 
<laughs> a week ago. <laughs> and there's just like a giant pile of clothes on our bed and they haven't like put it away or anything. Uh-huh. And instead of like putting it back in the laundry basket, because we have the clean laundry basket and the dirty laundry basket. Yeah. So instead of putting it back, it's just this giant pile on our bed. So I have to like maneuver around it to sleep. <laughs> I do that all the time. <sighs> And they know that I will have a better sleep if I just put it back in the clean laundry basket or, you know, fold and put it away. But, but usually. You don't, you don't hmm. want to put it, you don't want to put it back in the laundry basket because then it'll sit in the laundry basket forever. Exactly. That's, that's my thought process. Like, okay, if I put it on the bed, it'll bother me enough uh-huh. that I will put it away. But oh, usually we go through, we'll just like when we need to change clothes, we just go through that pile uh-huh. until it's small enough. And then I was like, oh, this is doable. And then I'll put it yeah. away. <laughs> oh, my God. Right now, it's a little too big. And I know it's so satisfying once you put it away. Mm-hmm. But I just cannot get myself to spend the time to do such a menial task. But I love... Like, it takes me a while to get there, but once I get there, like, I love when it turns from a pile to, like, these folded, like, you know, stacks. Yeah. And stuff. (sighs) God. Is that an INTJ thing? I don't know. I hear that a lot from a a lot of people, though, so maybe not. Yeah, maybe that's just, like, because laundry is, like, the worst. I don't know anyone that likes doing laundry. I don't know. Someone told me that they love folding laundry. I was like, what? But they hated washing it. I was like, the washing That's the easiest part. For you. <laughs> Are they hand washing all their clothes? I, no, they just like don't like putting it into the washing machine and starting the washer, but they don't mind folding it. I'm like, what? That's the complete opposite. I can't remember who told me that. I was just so confused. Just blown away. Yeah. I was like, man, I wish I had that problem. Me too. Oh my god, I that's the easiest part because you just leave it. And it's so fast. Yeah, I have a timer. I have a washer timer and dryer timer, so I'll forget. <laughs> I forget too, and it sits for a while, but whatever. Yeah. And then I have to rewash my clothes sometimes because it sits too long. Yeah, and it stinks. <laughs> I know it sucks. Why were we talking about laundry? Oh, because I didn't have enough sleep. Oh. I have a pile of laundry on my bed. <laughs> Back to the topic. Um, so we're gonna share our top favorite, and I'll link um, because I got mine from astroreligion.com, and I liked this site because it came with sources, so you could like click on the source. Um, but we're we're sticking to statistics, right? So. Mm-hmm. Not just like characteristics of an INTJ, because I feel like we already we kind of already touched on that in our previous INTJ episodes. Yeah, we definitely did. So do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Sure, I guess I'll go first. Okay. Um, how many points do you have? I think I have like fourteen that I out of the twenty-five that I actually like liked the most. I have eleven. Oh, nice. Okay. So my first one, so was actually is actually the first one on this website. 
Um, I thought it was pretty interesting. A survey of type and American political party affiliation found that among the INTJ sampled, 19% were Democrat, 40% Republican, and 41% Independent. Which That's my first one, too. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it would be mostly <laughs> aligned on our um, political views. And I were like, and I hate to talk about like politics and stuff, but we're mm-hmm. both like more towards independent than Democratic or Republican, I think. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. both like, because we took that quiz. I forgot what the oh, website that's on. Too. Yeah. But we're but like we... <laughs> very centrist, is what they called it. Yeah. Because ours was pretty much. Um, I think ours is pretty much the same because we were both of them in the center, but mm-hmm. I think you were more Democrat leaning and yeah. I was more Republican leaning. Yeah. But so basically in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would always say that I was a Democrat, even though I didn't 100% believe it, but I didn't know a whole lot about politics and I was just like, oh, you had to be one or the other. So I always leaned towards Democrat, but as I've gotten older... I feel like I'm more in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned in a previous episode that I'm libertarian mm-hmm. and that's pretty much like in the middle. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. you don't care what people do as long as they're um, basically like, you don't care what people do as long as they're like being nice and polite to each other and respectful yeah. to each other, which yeah. is like the whole thing. Cause I think <laughs> Democrat. Yeah. I think for like Democrats, um, I, I believe in like the humanities part of portion of it, you yeah. know, like gay marriage. Like I honestly yeah. don't care who you marry. You can marry your freaking truck or something. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like marriage is such a weird concept to begin with. Yeah. Like it's, it's a weird concept for it to be, um, legally binding or if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Like, cause marriage is like, it's a personal choice, you know, it's like, it's more emotional yeah. than like, like has really legality think, part. Yeah. That is really weird that it's so connected with the government. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think marriage should be connected to the government at all. It should be yeah. completely separate cause it's a personal emotional choice. And a lot of times it's a religious thing. Like, it's, yeah, exactly. Which there's um, supposed to be a separation between religion and government right (laughs) and so it's so weird because like um like I get parts of it like if you die then it goes to your spouse Mm -hmm. but at the same time why can't you just pick who your stuff goes to like I mean that's the whole point of, of a living trust and a will yeah but like my mom has a living trust they my parents decide just to give it to me and my brother if yeah. they die instead of it going straight to my dad because my dad's my dad's like I'm old already like what do I need it for yeah but he in order for that to happen for it to not go to my dad and just to me and my brother my dad had to sign it to say that it's okay like the husband what? is okay that's not going to him and it's going to his kids instead that's so weird Right? It's so weird. Like, the whole concept of marriage and government is weird. Oh, it's like like being a military spouse. Like, you're not your own. Like, the spouse is not really their own person. Like, 
What? Or in terms of like our insurance, I mm-hmm. can't do anything with the insurance. Like if I want to change my insurance, I can't do anything. Fabian has to do it for me. Oh, oh yeah. I guess that makes yeah. sense. And like just stuff like that. Like I'm considered a, I'm more considered a dependent than I am like a spouse. Oh, as how weird. There he goes. It's very weird. Like they do not. I like don't like that. <laughs> It's yeah, I hate it. It's, it's so <laughs> annoying because I can't just like I can't just do things myself. I have yeah. to have Fabian help me or do it for me. Like, oh, it's dumb. That is weird. Yeah. So, I mean, that's only one aspect of politics that's weird. But yeah, I I thought this was interesting too. Forty-one percent independent. So the ma- majority of us are independent. Or third party, as people yeah. like to call it, even though there's literally so many other parties. But whatever, that's politics. We won't get into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the second one. It's funny because, like, you know, the t- two main things you don't talk about is politics and religion. But yeah. my, I liked the second statistic, which I think it's the second one. I can't remember in the website. Uh-huh. But it's the 64.4% of INTJs. In a 3,036-person study indicated that they did, in fact, believe in a higher spiritual power. Only 23.1% are atheists and 12.5% are agnostic. I chose that one, too. That's actually number four on the the website. But I did did choose that one, too, because I actually found that very surprising. That 64% or what? Part of yeah, it. that 64% of INTJs do believe in a higher power. I mean, I get it. I have to, like, kind of think about this because I, I never really looked into what the differences of, like, an atheist and agnostic is. Uh-huh. I know, like, an atheist doesn't believe in any, like, higher power at all whatsoever, right? Yeah. And then agnostic is, like, do you know what agnostic is? I kind of forgot already. I'm- from what I've been told, I haven't actually like looked it up, but from what I've been told, agnostic is like you um, don't necessarily believe in like a god, but you also won't rule it out because there's just no evidence like either way. That's what I've heard. So okay. I don't know who that is. Yeah, person who claims neither faith nor disbelief in God. Oh, is that really what it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was okay. Right. That makes sense. So, like, for me, I do believe I am part of the 64% that believe in a higher spiritual power. But I I don't necessarily know uh, whether that's, like, the capital G God or -hmm. just, like, a God. Mm -hmm. I just know. I just feel like something had to have created the first Adam, you know? Like, like atheism is kind of hard for me because it's, like... Like, really, just, like, just that, a big bang, and then we're just all created, like, just like that? Or, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be something out there. There's, like, a higher mm-hmm. power. So, something, like, that created just, like, the first thing Yeah. that I, evolved to all of this. I would, I agree, actually. I'm, I am also part of that 64.4%. I just thought it was weird because, you know, people say that INTJs are, like, they're very logical. They're all about reasoning. So you'd assume, like, someone who's not an INTJ would probably assume that they're atheists or agnostic. Because that's a big I think that's why, because we're so logical that 
that there's got to be something that created some, you know, mm-hmm. there has to be an ultimate creator. Yeah. And so it just like came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's so funny because I was thinking about this the other day too, like on my drive um, from school, I was <laughs> just contemplating like the spiritual, higher spiritual powers and stuff. But for me, I believe in like, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I feel like I have on the podcast, but I believe in like, like there could be something, but it's more like, for me, it's hard to believe that it was just one thing, like a God. I think of it as like the universe. Like when I like pray or whatever, I'm praying to like the universe. Like if I want something good to happen, I'm like, oh, please let this happen, blah, blah, blah. But not that I really like pray. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to like relate it (laughs) to something that makes sense. (laughs) But yeah, like I, I feel like there's something out there, but not necessarily like God. I know my mom asked me, oh God. So (laughs) (laughs) I grew up in a very religious household. All Mm -hmm. my family members are either Catholic or this other Christian church that we're in. I actually want to do an episode on like purity culture and like Christianity and like growing up in a really strict Christian household. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. I don't know if I'll, I don't know. I I might do it. It just depends because I don't want like people like my family like getting at me, but whatever. I'm already talking about it now. Um, So my mom asked me, like, what is your, you know, your religion? Because we were talking about religion because my aunt's like Jehovah. And then my aunt, uncle, um, they're two different like churches. But so their kids, because their parents are two different churches, they just the kids just decide that just they're just not going to do church at all because they don't want to, you know, pick one between the other. And so she asked me, so like, how about you? Like, what do you do? Because I left our church when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Damn, and, it went that long. Well, I mean, I lived with my parents. So I kind of had to. <laughs> so I left. I mean, I technically left like my mindset, like in high school. Yeah. Um, but I left left when I turned 18 and I was an adult and old enough to leave the church. Yeah. Um. But she asked me, like, what's my spirituality? Like, what's my church? And, like, I didn't want to, like, offend her. um, But I did tell her, like, I was really honest. And I was like, honestly, I think that every person, like, if you're going to believe in God, I don't think it's black and white. Mm -hmm. But, like, you'll go to hell for this and you go to heaven for this. Yeah. I think it's everyone has their own individual spiritual relationship with God. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because like like one of the things in the Bible, if you take the Bible like super literally, like in our church, like women don't cut their hair and they wear only women's garments, which means like, you know, skirt or a dress. They don't wear pants and we don't wear like worldly possessions like jewelry and all this other stuff. And then I said, you know, someone who cuts their hair is not the same as someone as, say, Oh, I don't know. Hitler. (laughs) So I don't think like that person's going to go to hell because they like get a tattoo. Like I got my tattoo and then my mom found out and I was like, you know, I don't think God's going to hate me for this because again, I'm not like Hitler. So I didn't kill a bunch of people. (laughs) So I think like someone like me who has like pink hair and a tattoo is not the same as someone who like murdered someone. I think like I had like, 
my personal relationship with God is like, I just make sure I'm a good person and a respectful person and blah, blah, blah. A decent person. Yeah. So that's why I told her, I said, I don't have a church, but I believe that everyone has an individual relationship to whoever God may be. If it is a God or gods or he or she or it. Even gods as in like Greek gods and stuff. You know, they're pretty messed up, but yeah, they are. Interesting. <laughs> I know. feel like that's more plausible, though, to me. Oh, definitely. If like humans came from that, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I thought this was interesting. Yeah. Sixty-four percent. That because right. that's such a high percentage. That's over yeah. Like that's that's a lot. Just a, it was a lot more than I expected. Mhm. Yeah. I feel like well in general though, I feel like people as a whole, at least in America, I don't know how it is in other countries, but it, there are studies showing that less and less people are going to church and are believing yeah. like, you know, the St. James Bible or whatever. Yeah. I've seen that too. So, mhm. So I feel like people are just, you know, in general, just not going to church or not at least or they're at least questioning it. Yeah. All right. What's your next one? Okay. Next one. Um, so this one was actually number two. So I thought it was kind of funny. But in a study rating argumentativeness in the types, INTJs were the second most argumentative after ENTJs. <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't realize this until recently, but I I can agree with that. I feel like I can, I do argue if I'm comfortable with someone, I will argue with them. Yeah. Like if, if I feel like I'm right, I'm right. (laughs) I've (laughs) talked about this too before and uh, like characteristics thing. Yeah. I wanted to see what you would say about that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we're both like that, because I think you get pretty argumentative. Yeah, I'm trying not to. I'm trying (laughs) so hard. I know. (laughs) Especially, like, with Brandon, because you guys have such terrible memory. (laughs) And... He'll fight me on something, and I'm just like, no, believe me, that is not what happened. See, that's what me and Fabian get, but I swear I remembered it correctly. (laughs) But it's so sweet when I can, like, prove it. (laughs) It is is nice when you can prove something that you've been arguing over. Yeah, I'm trying really hard hard not to be that person because I know like people find it annoying and then then you're the the know-it-all that it's arrogant know-it-all it's annoying but I've yeah I've noticed that in myself a lot and I'm I'm like man I can be mean sometimes because I hate when people tell me I'm wrong when I'm not wrong like if I know 100% that I am right like I'll fight like if I'm unsure then sure whatever I'll take like you know I won't like 
continue the conversation. But if I know, then I know. Yeah. Like, trust me that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go search a peer-reviewed journal for you. Like, I know. I know. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's how I get. But I'm like, I'm too lazy to, like, look all this up until I'm, like, like been arguing forever. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I'm going to prove myself. Uh, me too. I'm pretty lazy. That's why I don't, I try not to get into fights anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if I know your type, like, um, like, uh, like some people in my family, even if they're wrong, they oh, don't they, like. Yeah. Yeah. Even so if, if I know you're like that, then I won't even yeah. bother. Even when you have evidence and whatnot, they're still like, no. Yeah. Cause yeah. they just, they have to be right. Mm-hmm. When I read that, though, I was laughing. I was like, oh, yeah. 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 I, <laughs> there were a few things I read that I just started dying laughing. I was like, dang. <laughs> Eye opener. <laughs> it really is. They're just, I don't know. Like, sometimes when I read about INTJs, I'm just like, do I even want to be one? <laughs> I know. I'm like, man, these people sound annoying. Like, Damn. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I relate to this so hard. <laughs> but then I read other things and it makes me happy to be an INTJ. And it is one of like apparently, according to this other article I read, I think, um, INTJs are a very coveted personality. Is it? Just because we're viewed as like um like just masterminds, even though I don't a hundred percent believe that, but just because, like, they're generally speaking, INTJs are like intelligent and creative and all of this and that. But when you dive deeper into it, I don't know. It's not. There are a lot of people that I feel like are way more intelligent and way more creative than I am and aren't INTJs. So, yeah. But it's <laughs> sounds so arrogant, but it does <laughs> suck to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> I read something the other day too where it was like it, it's actually kind of a downfall to be smart like people like intelligent people always suffer the most like mentally because they're smart because they they know how things work yeah like anyone who says they want to be an INTJ I'm sorry but you're gonna end up in therapy let me yeah. just tell you that I think and you're just gonna always be in your head yeah, we're gonna. I think we're gonna come across one that's in here about that. You know what? Let's get into this. Is a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> so I know there's the one that I have. So the INTJs were the type second most likely to seek professional help mm-hmm. as a way to cope with problems, and the least likely to use TV, which is weird. Um, they are also the third least likely type to get angry and show it and ranked third lowest for relying upon religious beliefs. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. the one I was talking about. <laughs> that's weird that we're the li- least likely to use TV. But, um, well, you know what? I guess I don't. Re- like, if we got rid of our TV now, it wouldn't be, like, the end of the world for me. Yeah, that's, like... Because I was thinking about that one, too, and I was like, well, I do watch a lot of TV, but when it comes to, like, how it says ways to cope with problems, like, I definitely Mm -hmm. don't use it as a way to cope with problems. Like, 
I don't use it as an escape like some people do, mm-hmm. but I do. I also like, like I watch a lot of TV, but I also don't really care for it as much anymore. Like I've noticed that when Fabian's home, the TV is always on, always on. And sometimes it annoys me. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told him this, but sometimes it really annoys me. Like when uh, we come home, or if I come home and like the TV's on, like it, it'll bother me sometimes. Or um, like we wake up or something, and the first thing he'll do is like turn on the TV. I'm like, why? Oh do my we, god! Why do we need the TV on? And I realize when he's gone, my TV never gets turned on. Like the only time I watch TV is like right before bed or something. Like that's it. Even if I'm yeah. home all day long, I will not turn on the TV. Like, I'll listen to music or something, but I'm always, like, doing something. There, there's another one. I, I can't remember which one it is. We'll probably come across it. But there's another one in here that says something like the way we do, like, spend leisure time or whatever is, a, like, uh, we're more likely to get on the computer or play video games to re- relax. Yeah. And something, that, like, interactive with your mind. Yeah. Like, I'm, I still – I need to be, like – doing something like even when I watch TV I have to be doing something like I have to either be like eating dinner (laughs) or um like sometimes I'll do my embroidery while I'm watching TV or like I'm I just I feel like I can't just sit there and watch TV yeah I was thinking about that too when I came across that because yeah like you said I don't use it to cope it's kind of just there yeah and like yesterday I was working on some shirts that I was making uh-huh. and I did have like my tablet on. I was watching Will and Grace, but it was just on because I like the noise. noise. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, um, I don't know. I just like people talking yeah. and like when I'm working, sometimes I'll have the tablet on, but I have it on just to keep me awake. But if I'm like already like, Oh, fully awake. And then had like a good night's sleep. The whole house is silent. It's like completely silent yeah. until Brandon comes in. And it's just like, cause when Brandon comes in the house, he yeah. like opens the door above because Brandon, I don't think understands his strength. Um, so everything he does is very like beastly. Yeah. I've told him that too. I was like, can you calm down with your <laughs> way you move? Um, because he's always like hit, like hit me or hurt me accidentally because he doesn't understand understand his own strength. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he'll like come into the door and it's like super loud the way he opens the door and then he'll carry his like tools in and it's just like all this clanking and like the tools clanking together and metal <laughs> and. Then he'll, like, come into the room. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm, like, clearly working. It's not five yet. And then he's like, how come that thing's on? I'm like, are Because you... <laughs> he'll, like, he'll ask me, like, why am I not listening to music or, like, a podcast or something? And he's like, it's so quiet in here. And then he'll start talking. Oh, my God. That sounds like me, actually. I stuff too. <laughs> Fabian gets so annoyed because I like, I don't know, I feel like Brandon might do this, but I ask a lot of questions, like like simple questions. Mm -hmm. Fabian like hates it. Like it'll be something like, I'll be like, oh, why is this light on? 
And he'll be like, I don't know, because I went into that room or something like that. Or like, I don't know, little things like that. I just like, they pop in my head and I just ask them. Another Perry sibling thing, because that annoys the crap out of me. I can't. Brandon just talks to himself, you know, but he asks questions. So I think he's talking to me, but he's not. He's just talking. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll do that. Or like a lot of the times I've realized the questions aren't really because like, like I'm directing them towards Fabian or whoever, Mm -hmm. but it's really me like thinking out loud. But I also do want an answer. But I also like if it's it's convenient to have the answer, but if you don't have have it, you'll still find it. Yeah. Sometimes he'll give me an answer, but I'll completely like I won't pay attention to it, or I'll forget that he gave me the answer, and then I'll ask the question again. (laughs) But not. Not because I'm looking for an answer. It's because I thought I just didn't, never got an answer. And it's just like popping in my head. And I just, I don't know. I just need to ask it. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, like we were playing um, Cyberpunk when it came out. Play that. And you know, it's a, it's a new game. So you're uh-huh. learning the controls and stuff. And the whole time. So I've, I've kind of learned how to zone Brandon out a little bit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll ask like, "How do you get into the car? How do you drive? How do you get here? How do you do this?" And then like, I was getting so annoyed, and I was like, "Just figure it out. <laughs> Just I don't know." <laughs> but like, I'll start to like zone him out, and then he'll just. If he does need the answer, like what you do, he'll like repeat himself. Yeah. Or he'll ask me, do you have your headphones on? And, I'm like, <laughs> no. and then he'll ask the question again. Yeah. Oh my God. I do that all the time and I don't realize I'm doing it. But now that I'm thinking about it, I do it all the time. And like, cause I know, especially with the controls thing, mm-hmm. I know I can figure it out within like two seconds, but it's, like it pops into my head. I'm like, oh, how do I do this? So I say it as I'm trying to figure it out. It's so funny because <laughs> so when Brandon does his woodworking, he does it in the garage, right? And so I could kind of our walls are pretty thin, so I could kind of hear him talking. And I'm like, <laughs> who's he talking to? Like I thought maybe he was on the phone. And I went out there and I was like, who are you talking to? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, was it a neighbor? He's like, no one. <laughs> Just in there, just talking to himself. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. God, we are too much alike sometimes. It's scary. Yeah, you guys, oh god, you guys really are. Because I'm like, man, am I dating Leah right now? I'm dating <laughs> married to Leah. Oh but my he says that about me and Mikey sometimes. Oh, yeah. Pretty similar, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> Oh my god. What I don't even know what sat we were talking about. Um it was Oh coping. Oh, yeah, with the, the TV. Oh, and the we're the third least likely to get angry. See Which, that one's a hard one because I think it's I, more like expressing it. Yeah. Cause I get angry. I get, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm kinda always angry. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Too. Like there's always some little thing that's like pissing me off 
because people don't do things correctly but (laughs) especially at work oh my god I'm probably always angry at work but I hide it really well because people tell me I'm really nice (laughs) me too like like I'm really glad that people can't read minds yeah oh my god yeah because I feel like if someone read my mind while I was angry they'd probably cry <laughs> and, you know, like just be really sad and down about themselves. Yeah. And hopefully that monster will never come out. <laughs> Cause sometimes I scare myself. Like when I'm like talking in my head and I say something like awful about someone. Oh my god. I'm just like, oh my god, come down. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm I'm like that too. I'm like, man, good thing I'm like an introvert and I don't say these things out loud. Oh yeah, I don't think anyone would like me yeah no <laughs> I don't even like myself <laughs> I'm like dang why are people friends with me <laughs> I know like in my head I'm just like wow you really went there did you okay what's your next one um my next one um I picked this one just because I'm taking chemistry right now but Uh, is number nine. In a study of student psychological types versus the level of success in a chemistry class, the average score of the INTJ personality type was 5.1 to versus 12.6 points higher, or which is 12.6 higher points higher than every other personality type. So apparently INTJs are really good at chemistry, but I don't know. I have a weird thing about this because I've taken... So I've taken four chemistry classes. First one was in high school. I don't really count that. I don't even remember what grade I got in. I passed. I think I got like a B. But it's just high school. And then Mm -hmm. my first chemistry class in college, I struggled hardcore in that class. I think I got a B, but it was a struggle. Like, a struggle. (laughs) I spent so much time on that class. But then, like, the seven years later, I took the second level of that class, and I got an A. I don't know how I did that. But I was, like, freaking out before I even started it because I was like, oh, my God, it's been seven years since I took the first level, and now I'm about to take the second level. Like, I hate chemistry. It's terrible. But I got an A, and it was in the middle of, like, the – when COVID like first started. So we mm-hmm. started out in person for half the semester. And then the second half ended up like switching online and whatnot. So I was dealing with that too. But, um, and then now I'm in Ochem and I'm so annoyed because I have a 79.82% in that class. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. You're so close. I'm so upset. <laughs> But and I don't really know how, like, I feel like there's still so many other people that are, like, way better at chemistry than me, too. So I don't know if how much I, I believe in this one. But it is a statistic, so. Yeah. It's a really bad INTJ in chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> did I take chemistry? Oh, I did take chemistry. I was wondering if you had or not. I, I did. In college? And I, no, in high school. Yeah. Because in college, I, I didn't have to. I had to take more biology-type classes. Mm. 
Um, which honestly, I like bio like immensely more than chemistry. Oh, better than chemistry. I hate chemistry. It's my major like, biology. Yeah, <laughs> I think I did well in my chemistry class because I did TA for it the next year. Um, but I didn't like it like like as much as I like biology. Yeah. But I don't really, I honestly don't remember anything I learned from chemistry. Exactly. <laughs> but it's so unnecessary. I, did you know a lot of people weren't forced to take chemistry? Like Fabian has never taken a chemistry class ever in his life. Yeah. Brandon didn't take chemistry. I was, what? That really blows my mind. Like how did people get out of it in high school? I There's a lot of classes that like Mikey and Brandon didn't take that I was like, why didn't I take it? <laughs> Man, I could have just flown by high school so easily. I could have. It's those damn honors and AP classes. That's why. Which don't matter once you get into college. No, really oh don't. my gosh. I wish someone told me that. I wouldn't have done like honors. I honestly would have probably just done a bunch of art classes <laughs> and just like the easiest classes possible and just like had fun in high school. Yeah. The only thing that has mattered for me from high school were my taking Spanish. Mm-hmm. That got me out of um, some classes in high school or in college, like the foreign language requirement, which I took like I took. I can't remember if there was honors Spanish, but there was AP Spanish and I took it, but I didn't need the AP portion of it. Like I could have just taken two years of Spanish and like gotten out of college Spanish. So I did more than I needed yeah, to. Yeah, I remember that. And so then, the only things, okay, for people who are going to college, <laughs> uh-huh. the only thing that I think that mattered for me, like when I went into college, was math, English, and yeah, Spanish. So my, my math didn't take at least two years of Spanish or like any yeah. last, well, because I mean basic math, because you have to take the interest entrance exam yeah and so if you did really well in english you got to skip all those other those entry level english and go straight to like whatever it is 1a or whatever, yeah, whatever I what it's called yeah and same with math if you get high enough then you get to skip all the basic stuff and mm-hmm. only have to take like one math class or something see that was not my case which was stupid because i took two years of calculus in um, high school like I got to the highest point you could in math in high school mm-hmm. and I still had to take it all in college oh really they made me start all over they made me start from um what was it from trig I had to take trig failed it because my teacher sucked and then I tested out of it <laughs> I don't know why I didn't just do that like my first year but I tested out of it because I was like, there's no way. Like, I'm sure I failed because the teacher sucks. And sure enough, I failed because the teacher sucks. And then um, and then they made me take the whole calculus series. I took three, uh, three calculus classes in college, even though I passed them. I passed AP calculus both years in high school. Oh, that's weird. Well, for me, I did the entrance exam because everyone had to take that. Mm-hmm. And then I took a separate calculus exam. So it's it's a separate test. And yeah. then that, I was able to go straight to, like, whatever class I took. I don't remember. So honestly, it doesn't all any, matter anyways because I'm not doing – I don't use calculus in real life. 
<laughs> True. Yeah, I have I have yet to use it, and I'm doing science, so <laughs> whatever. Okay, so let's see. What's our next one? Oh, um, so this one said a just descriptor study found that non-type savvy observers. Oh, I chose that. Yeah. Um, perceive INTJ, INTJ females as not being feminine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's I pretty accurate. <laughs> how many times someone has thought I'm like a lesbian or something? No offense to lesbians, but I'm just not. <laughs> yeah. No, like I remember. No, I just talked to Brandon about this like not too long ago because mm-hmm. my mom is like as feminine, feminine as feminine can be. Like in her in her heyday, I guess if you will. Now she doesn't care, but um, she was into like skirts and dresses, and she always had nice hair. Like all her pictures, she's always like done up, and her appearance was very important. And she um had really good manners, and she didn't put like her elbow on the table, and she was like, (laughs) and she and she loves it, you know, like. The um, like every Halloween, I ask her, "What do you want to be?" And she always says she wants to be a princess. <laughs> <laughs> and she loves like Princess Diana, and she loves like the whole like royalty kind of like um like her favorite Disney movie is Cinder oh, is Cinderella no Snow White, oh. and she loved Snow White like how she was like so proper and how she was very like put together and how she like cleaned up the little dwarfs houses and you know has a beautiful voice and very very feminine and then she ended up with me unfortunately I, for her my mom too she always wanted me to be like super girly and I just wasn't like I mean I was like that I think up until I was maybe like three or four or something mm-hmm. yeah, yeah exactly because from we didn't have a choice yeah because from my memory like my oldest memories I always wanted to be a tomboy like I mm-hmm. wanted to play with the boys I wanted to do what the boys were doing I wanted to be outside I wanted to like I don't know, do like non-girl things you know I was I always got told like oh you can't do that because you're a girl I'm like what oh I hated that I hate when people say that yeah I was like, I'm so mad. Yeah. It makes me want to just do it more. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I was the same way growing up. Like I'm definitely more feminine now. Like I like pink and floral and all this stuff, but I don't like I don't think I act feminine really. Yeah. Um at least not like the old school term of feminine. Yeah. And um but yeah, growing up like I didn't I played like with the guys and I hated wearing dresses and skirts and my mom struggled so hard because like when it's time to get ready for church, like, man, I had the ugliest outfits when I think back on it because like I was just forced to wear a dress or a skirt and I hated it. And so I just wore whatever and I didn't care what it looked like and I hated the feeling of it. And I just, I don't know. I hated all of it and I hated the color pink for the longest time. Yeah, and I refused to use a purse, and I refused to, like, wear heels and all that stuff. Yeah, I would get so embarrassed because, like, like, any time that I did actually choose to do something that's, like, considered feminine, like, my mom would make a big deal out of it. Yeah, ugh. I hate that. (laughs) 
<laughs> but like, yeah, I've gotten now, now as I've gotten older, I have become like more feminine or been okay with, I guess, being feminine. Cause I think, I think when I was younger, I just didn't want to be perceived as feminine. I didn't like, like the thought of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause you know, cause people associate it with being like ditzy and dumb and blah, 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 which is dumb. Yeah. Like you shouldn't, but now I'm yeah. like, I want to be both, but I still feel like I have to try really hard to be more feminine. Like it doesn't come naturally to me. Yeah. The girl. <laughs> like I'm just now like mastering the winged eyeliner. Yeah. <laughs> I do the like, same makeup routine every day. I can't, I can't like, oh my God, it's taken me years to even do what I know how to do. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, I don't know. Being feminine is hard. Yeah. It's a lot well, of work. And then I work, you know, I work in a hair salon, so it's like the most feminine environment you could be in. And so it's it tiring. Oh, it's I don't know how they do it all the time. Like <laughs> there are days I show up to work and I just did not feel like putting makeup on. And I try to do my hair because I work at a hair salon, but like there are some days where I'm like I just don't have the time for that. I'm like I how how do all these stylists come in every day looking all nice and like put together every day? I'm like, how do you have the time for that? I just also, I mean, that's their life. Like they, yeah, they work in that. So it's so hard to be a girl sometimes. <laughs> it's very time consuming too, because so um when we go out, like we, you know how we went to, went to brunch for Casey's yeah. birthday. Yeah. We, um, Casey, God bless her soul. She oh. warned us beforehand. She's like, just so you guys know, I want to take pictures today or, <laughs> you know, for brunch tomorrow nice. or whatever. And so when she said that, obviously I kind of already knew because it's Casey and it's her birthday. Yeah. So I set my alarm clock an hour before I had to leave, like an hour and a half before I had to leave because I know I'm going to mess up on something when I do my makeup and I know it's going to take forever to like do all that and my hair and all this stuff. And so I like prepped for it for the whole day. Yeah. And I did my makeup and I did my hair and I, like wore a dress and all this stuff. But the moment I came home, the first thing I did was take all of it off <laughs> and just put like a my pajamas on and like took off all my makeup and then put my hair up in a ponytail. Yep. <laughs> That's kind of like just going to work. I I was talking to one of my coworkers and I was like, oh yeah, I get up like an hour and a half before I have to leave to get ready and stuff. And she and like and who I was talking to, she like always, she's always put together, always has a really nice outfit. Her hair always looks really good. Her makeup is done like more than I do. And, um, and she goes, Oh, I wake up like 30 minutes before I have to leave. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, how do you do that in 30 minutes? I don't understand. Yeah. Even with the hour and a half that I set myself it's still not as flawless and as good as like yeah. most people. <laughs> I'm still doing less than everyone else. It takes so long. Uh, I just don't know how they do it. It's it's really it really is an art form. Yeah. Like makeup really is an art. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have the creative brain for that kind of 
art is not my thing as much as I want it to be because I do like makeup. I think it's mm-hmm. really funny and I like I like watching people put makeup on too. Like, you know, you yeah. do stuff, like I'll get stuck watching those, but I cannot learn for the life of me how to do it. <laughs> and it never turns out like I tried following a, a makeup tutorial. Yeah. And I'm just like, why doesn't it look yeah. like that? <laughs> Am I doing this wrong? Like what's happening? <laughs> but that one definitely resonated with me because like, I just think about like, I know my mom loves me. But sometimes deep, 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 deep down in her little crevice, I'm sure she wished that I was more feminine. Oh, yeah. I know my mom does. For sure. <laughs> She's still trying to make me more feminine. Oh, I know. But like every, every time, time she buys us stuff. I know. Oh, my God. She FaceTimed her not too long ago. She's like, look what I got you. It's like this. I mean, a, a lot of the things that she gets me now I do actually like. But mm. Yeah, she's always buying me, like, dresses and just, like, makeup. Like, I get all my makeup and, like, nice clothes from her. And Fabian, like, buys all my nice clothes. <laughs> he shops better for me than I do. <laughs> so sad. At least he has taste. I know. Like, literally everything I get complimented on is either from Fabian or my mom. That's funny. That's it. I've almost, I don't think I have ever really gotten complimented on something that I bought for myself. My glasses, actually. I did choose those. Oh, yeah. You do have cute glasses. Thanks. Yeah. Brandon wears jeans and a black t-shirt every single day. (laughs) So I don't rely on him for any fashion advice. (laughs) Literally, that's all he wears. The black t-shirt. It's so funny because, huh? He's simple like our dad. Yeah. It's funny because he thinks it's so hilarious when we go out. He'll ask, how do I look? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) (sighs) I'm like, just like yesterday. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Oh, I liked this one a lot. (laughs) It's number 18. A study examined the leisure pastimes of the 16 types. The type that most liked the item taking classes was the INTJ. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd pick that one. (laughs) I tell people all the time when I graduate and I like have my career and everything, I want to go to school for fun. I want to take classes that I just am interested in. I want to take all the classes I couldn't take in college. Yes. Like you, people don't understand how excited that makes me to be able to take a class that I'm actually very interested in. Like when I choose my classes for, well, I plan out like my entire like college education. So I know every single class I'm going to take for the next like two years. When I sit down to do that, it's like one of my favorite things to do. I love looking in the class catalog and all the classes that are offered. And I'm like, it's like shopping to me. Yeah. Oh, I want to take this one. I want to take that one. I want to take this one. (laughs) And then there's the classes that you have to take. And I'm like, I don't want to take that. And I try to get those like out of the way Mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. But man, there's so many classes I wanted to take, but they always got like filled up or whatever. Yeah. Or it's just not like in your major, so you just 
can't waste time or financial aid doesn't come. Mm-hmm. And I really, really wanted to take the religion and religion, magic and witchcraft. I think is what it's called. Yeah. But it always gets every single semester it gets filled up. And I'm just like, why? I really want to take this class. Yeah. It sounds like a class out of like Harry Potter. Exactly. (laughs) That's probably why it always gets filled up. I know all the freaking Potterheads. Oh my God. I wanted to take it so bad. I still want to take it. Like I'll go back just to take that class. Yeah. I I bet it'd be so interesting. Yeah. I still want to take a bunch of like astronomy classes. I would love to take those for fun because I feel like they would be hard. Astronomy. It wouldn't matter if I um, like didn't pass or something. Did I take? No. The astronomy classes also always got filled up because I really wanted to take those too. Because I love space in general. Like I want a space-themed tattoo. I just haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, I like really want like a moon tattoo, but I don't want it to be cliche. Yeah, I have a cliche moon tattoo. Or Pluto, like <laughs> <laughs> you have a cliche moon tattoo? Yeah. You do? Yeah, the the literally the only tattoo that I have. I can't remember what it looks like because I haven't it's, seen it in person. It's the moon with the roses and it has Brandon Lake's silhouette on it oh, sitting on not, the moon. That's not cliche. Kind of is with the moon because moons and flowers for some reason are cliche, but there's a reason behind my tattoo. Yeah, but you, yours is like super personal because you got Brandon and Link on there. Mm-hmm. Except I do wish... Because Link is looking at Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do wish Link was just looking sh- straight oh, forward so you can see his ears. Because oh. um, I don't know if Austin still listens to the podcast. But when I showed it to him, he thought Link was a milk carton. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, a milk carton? Oh. And I'm like looking at it. I mean, I don't see the milk carton. It's probably just a terrible picture. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just like, man, if he was looking forward, it's just so obvious that it's a dog or at least an animal. I don't know. But that's just like bugged me ever since he said um, that. I'm about to pull it up. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> I was like, damn it, Austin. <laughs> I was trying to think, like, how can I fix it? Like, I could make him bigger. Like, I could make Link a little bit bigger. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. It's there. It's permanent. Can't do anything about it. At least you know. <sighs> That's what matters. Yeah. I know what it is. Oh, yes, there's Link. I can hear the pitter pattern. Oh, is Daddy home? Or what was that? There was like a sound. Okay. I don't know. That was weird. Anyways, what was your, what were you talking about? What was your statistic? Oh, classes. Oh, taking classes. Yeah. We can go to the next one. What's, what's your next Okay. Thing? This one's like my my favorite one. So, okay. This one says INTJs are known for being hardworking, meticulous, stubborn, and strict about principles. Thus, they naturally meet a number of the official DSM symptoms for OCPD, Obsessive Compulsive Personality Disorder. I chose that one too. Because it's true. I know we have OCPD, even though we're not diagnosed. Oh, my God. You scared me. Oh, Brandon. Hold on, I'm going to close the door. Okay. I don't like when Brandon listens to me do the podcast. 
So I, I would be weird about it too. Okay. Anyways, so the OCPD. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I've had several people tell me that they think like I have OCD and I like, I've thought about it too. I'm like, man, do I have OCD or something similar? But yeah, we <laughs> definitely have some of the symptoms. Yeah. And like, so for us, it's specifically like the OCPD. Because mm-hmm. I, I think we talked about, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but there's a difference. So like the OCD, they have like rituals. Oh, it's like, like, yeah, you know. almost like ticks for them, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But OCPD is more specific to like, like you straighten out um, pencils on a table or like, you know, <laughs> like you prefer 90 degree angles in. Yeah. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I think we're more OCPD cause I don't have like oh, rituals. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, flip a switch five times or something like that. Yeah. But it's more just like being a perfectionist. Like I made Casey a shirt uh-huh. and I apologized to her. I was like, it's not perfect. And she said, I'm probably not even going to notice what's wrong with it. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to tell you what's wrong with it then. <laughs> That's so true. But it pissed me off because I'm just, because I was staring at it for a long time because I did like the heat transfer vinyl and I was staring at it for a long time and I had my ruler out and I thought it was perfect, but I missed a little spot. And then I, one of like the letters or words weren't perfectly straight. Mm-hmm. But once you put it on and you like, you know, iron it on, you can't take it back off. Oof. So I was just like so angry and I stared at it for the longest time. I'm just like, okay, it's 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 a slight angle. It's not quite 180 degrees, but maybe she won't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm trying really hard um, to be better about that kind mm-hmm. of thing, actually. Um, I think I've gotten a little bit better, but I do find myself like not thinking about it, but like straightening everything. I'm like that at work. I don't know if people have noticed this at work, but when I'm at the desk, like the desk is kind of small. It fits like two computers and stuff, but there's not a whole lot of extra space on it. So I'm, I'm constantly putting like the pen, the pens in like a specific spot, like on the keyboard, like in a specific spot on the keyboard. Yeah. And, like, the thermometer that we have, I put in a specific spot. The phone goes in a specific spot. Like, I'm always, like, putting it. And then someone will come up and, like, use the pen or, like, use the thermometer or, like, move something. And I'm, like, constantly trying to put it back. (laughs) (laughs) Every morning I have to set up the desk my way, like, if someone else closed the night before. And there's, Mm -hmm. like, on the desk I have to just – everything has to be in its spot. Yeah, I think that's definitely OCPD. (laughs) But I'm the same way. Like, I was just thinking about um, when we do grocery. So when we come home from grocery, like, we put it away. And, like, Brandon will help me put everything away. And it's it's great. Um, But I'll go back into the fridge and put them in the proper place. Like, because you know how... I think it's also because uh, we we worked in the food industry yeah. to understand this. But, yeah. like, he'll put, like, the chicken on the top rack. No. And I'm just like, no, that meat always goes on the bottom rack. Awesome. And I always follow FIFO, you know, first in, first out. Yeah. And so, like, when he fills, 
Link's like food thing, for example, like the container. Sometimes he won't empty it out and then put the new one in and then put the old on top. (laughs) (laughs) And it makes me mad, but he's like, well, dog food doesn't expire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Like still, you just always first in, first out. That's what, it's just what you do. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's life. Yeah, but <laughs> I try to not let it bother me. Because um, yeah. my mom came over the other day, and she was just so impressed about like how clean the house is and like how orderly it is. And she's like, "It's like no one lives here." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> that's like how I want my house to look like, and. No, normally, I mean, it's pretty good, like, when Fabian's gone. Mm-hmm. Also, because when he's gone, like, I don't spend a lot of time in the living room because I have no reason to be sitting on my couch by myself. Yeah. And so the living room doesn't really get used. The dining room right now has turned into my, um like, sewing area. But when it wasn't, it was always, like, it looked the same every single day. And I rarely use that, too, so it would get, like, dusty sometimes. But, um, oh, one thing you would hate, too, I was just thinking about this yesterday, but that relates to the um, OCPD thing, but you would hate cutting out patterns for sewing. Why? It irritates me so much because, so you have, like, a big piece of fabric, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But the shapes you're cutting out are like really odd shapes. So I was. Oh, I see yeah, what you're saying. Like I was cutting out the shape of a swimsuit yesterday. And so you like cut this out and I try really hard to like conserve the space and try to make things fit so that I'm like wasting the least amount of fabric. But like nothing fits together like Tetris, you know, everything kind mm-hmm. of fits together. you can find a way. But nothing fits together. <laughs> Because like don't go that way, so it like creates all these odd shapes in the fabric, and so the fabric's never just a square anymore once you cut into it. Mm-hmm. And then it's annoying to have to fold it back up because it's not a square anymore. <laughs> and there's like pieces hanging off and stuff. Oh, it irritates me so much. Yeah, I can totally, I can see that because. So for the heat transfer vinyl, I was making the shirts like, you know, it starts off as just like this perfectly rectangle sheet of vinyl and then mm-hmm. you cut out stuff just like the patterns. Yeah. And so I have it perfectly aligned on like my computer to how I want it to be cut and like how it I want it to look on the shirt. Right. Yeah. And so there's all this like extra white space. Mm-hmm. And so I have to like sacrifice either I either like bunch all the words and the pictures all together so I can utilize as much space as possible mm-hmm. or I keep it exactly how I want it and just cut out and just have all this blank space. Because once I cut it, then all I have to do is just stick it on the shirt and iron it. Yeah. And so I'm just so when I did my first shirt, 
I just like sat at the computer for the longest time. I'm just like, okay, do I save space or do I have it perfectly so that it's perfect on the shirt when I iron it? And I was just because the also the other part of me doesn't want to waste anything. Yes. Oh, that's the hardest. Part. Like I do that when I have to print things out too mm-hmm. and cut them out. Like, oh my god, it's so hard because I'm trying to fit everything on one page, and it's just. Oh, I hate wasting things. <laughs> I hate it. Me too. I think that's the problem with crafting is that you do waste a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's not envi- crafting is not environmentally friendly. <laughs> it really isn't. I try to recycle as much as possible, but it really is pretty wasteful if yeah. you ever think about it. So <laughs> but yeah, OCPD, that gets me. I'm pretty sure we have it. Yeah. I mean, it says, thus naturally, we have it. <laughs> naturally, in quotation marks. Should we do one more? Yeah, we probably, yeah, time for one more. Okay. Do you have another one? Oh, this is the one we were talking about, or I was telling you that, because um, we were literally just talking about it yesterday. Uh-huh. This is INTJs tie with ENFPs as the type with the third lowest rate of heart disease slash hypertension. In fact, only 15.4% of INTJs reported experiencing these conditions. Oh, yeah. Lowest heart rate. Yeah. And we were just talking about, because what's your resting heart rate yesterday? 47. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I'm just like, are you alive? (laughs) Uh, Wait, let me see what it is right now. Okay. It's so weird because I feel like, INTJs are stressed out all the time. Right? Yeah. Oh, right now, for today, my resting heart rate is at 53. Okay, that's better than yesterday. Because yeah. normal is what? Between 60 and 80? Right? Yeah, Something like that? Yeah, I think, like, on average, technically, like, 50 is the... I know the athletic range, like, athletes are between, like, I think it's, like, 49 and 54 something like that but like I would not consider myself an athlete so I don't know how my resting heart rate is so low and I we were actually talking about this at work too yesterday because a couple of coworkers there also have the watch that measures it mm-hmm. so they were talking about it and I was asking them what theirs were and one of my coworkers, hers was her resting heart rate was like 90 something is she okay <laughs> <laughs> she's always had like a really fast heart rate like all her life she's very like she's like skinny she's not uh, she's not like overweight or anything she doesn't eat terribly it doesn't seem like it like she seems like a very healthy person but it's just so fast and then the same thing with my other coworker. she's the same way very thin very petite um but she's uh her resting heart rate was like I think it was like in the 80s or something or maybe hers wasn't showing but her heart rate like in that moment was really high that's interesting i wonder what your mom's heart rate is i know (laughs) (laughs) put my watch on her when i get there my (laughs) heart now is at 63 okay that's not bad yeah it makes me kind of wonder because you know how like intjs typically are cool and collective and Mm -hmm. they don't deal with like um like, we don't have, like, intense emotions. Yeah. And we're pretty 
just monotone. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's that's why our heart rate is typically lower. I don't know what my resting is. I don't have like a fancy watch, but I well, like when I go to the doctor, it's typically normal and it's usually good. So I wonder if that's just like because of our personality, the way we are, it's just very calm. Yeah. That we have a low heart rate. I just think it's funny because my dad literally died of like his heart. <laughs> and that's like a big thing in our family, at least in my dad's side. Everyone has like heart problems. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't have any. I know my mom has, you know, she's got like the high blood pressure and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm stressed out all the time. <laughs> That's true. I'm pretty stressed out all the time, but I guess it doesn't affect. Oh, well, no, it should affect your heart rate. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was funny because we were literally just talking about your heart rate yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe it's an IGD thing. <laughs> that's so and that's why she... I didn't even put that together. Oh, we should. There was mm-hmm. one other statistic that we should have mentioned. Which one? I have to pull it up because I can't remember the numbers, like the occurrences of INTJs versus the other personality types. But I forget what it, what it is. It's like I know, um, like female INTJs are the rarest personality type. We're like one percent. Yeah, which is like seventy-five less. million or something like that. Yeah, I think it's less than one percent. I think it's like point yeah. eight percent was the last one I saw. Um, yeah. In general, INTJs make up 2% of the general population. So INTJs total, males and females. Yeah, because, um, okay, I did have another statistic, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to share it because it seemed kind of, I'll just share it. Uh, <laughs> so only 30.8% of INTJs rate relationships slash friendships as very important, which is the lowest of all types. And then INTJs also rated their friendships as the least satisfying of all types. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna pick that one too. Yeah, I didn't want to pick it because I didn't want like family and friends to think that we don't like them and that we yeah. don't value them. Because I do have a lot of fun with like Casey yeah. and Bailey and Austin and like yesterday was a blast with them and I love them. So don't yeah. get me wrong, like I, I very much enjoy my friends and. I, you know, love doing these podcasts yeah. with them. With that said, <laughs> um, I was talking to Brian about this too, like how it's very, 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 I can't stress enough the word very, it's very hard to find someone who is like-minded like me. Yeah. And maybe it's because we're only like 2% of us and I've never met another INTJ and I think it's really crazy that we even met each other to begin with and that you even have you even have this personality type but I have yet to find anyone at least like a friend that shares like the same political beliefs and the same religious beliefs and the same like outlook in life and the same opinions it's very rare and it gets really frustrating because to an extent um, I I truly can't be like a hundred percent truly myself with everybody. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I feel you know? other than Brandon. Yeah, I I feel the same way. Like, and I I don't. That's why I, I feel like I mentioned this before, but that's why I feel like my like spirit spirit animal or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. 
spirit animal sure. is a chameleon because oh, that's a good I one. feel like, and I do it without really thinking. Like I, like I don't feel like I'm being fake around people, but I feel like I morph myself into different versions of myself around different people. It's just like a thing that I naturally do. And I didn't realize I was doing it until recently. But like, if you look at my friend groups, they're all different. They're very different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's, I don't know. So I feel like not that I like change myself when I'm around them, but I feel like I'm, I don't know. I feel like I can just like, I'm a little different with each person that I hang out with. Yeah. I completely, I, yeah, (laughs) it's the same for me because I don't, I don't change myself. I still have my own opinions and all that stuff. And like, I don't agree with someone just because just to agree with them. Like if I oppose them, then I oppose them and I'll share why. But, um, yeah, yeah. like I'm not completely like, I'm not, not myself but I'm not a hundred percent like I don't like express everything about myself yeah 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 there's definitely portions that I hide Mm -hmm. depending on what group I'm in I think like and that statistic also shows how like I I think you've heard this before but INTJs are known for kind of like disappearing for a little bit (laughs) yeah Mm mm-hmm and just like reappearing, which because I can go long distance of time or long. I don't know. I can't talk right now, but <laughs> I can go long <laughs> periods of time without talking to people. But then like it doesn't make me feel like I'm any less of a friend to them or they're any less of my friends. Like mm-hmm. like some of my closest best friends, I don't talk to them for weeks sometimes even months at a time. But then when I do talk to them, it's like nothing changed. Yeah. You just picked up where you left off. And they're still considered like my best friends and it doesn't bother me. Yeah. And I'm just really bad at keeping up with people. (laughs) Same. (laughs) I'm trying to get better at that. Like I'll try to ask how people are doing. Yeah. It's so hard. It is hard. And I, I have to be in the mood to talk too, because obviously they're going to respond. <laughs> like, I don't want people to think that when I text them, it's because I, I need something from them. Yeah. I want to try to make it a habit to just text someone just to ask I how know. they're doing. I like catch myself doing that too. And I'm like, Oh, I need to, I need to not do that. <laughs> yeah. That's rude. <laughs> Cause I, people do it to me and I don't like it. So yeah. I don't know why I do it to other people. <laughs> <sighs> That's funny. I, so uh, I was watching something last night and this, this character in the show, she's for sure an INTJ, but she said something that like, obviously is taken really wrong and does come mm-hmm. off very rude. But at the same time, like, I I really understood it. And I was like, dang, I'm, oh, I, am I a terrible person for being the same way? But she said something along the lines of, like, because, like, her sister asked her, like, oh, do you have friends? Like, do you hang out with anybody? And she's like, I don't like to hang out with people unless it serves a purpose. 
<laughs> she said, like, I prefer to be alone. Like, I like to be alone and I don't hang out with anyone unless something is being accomplished. Like, that's what she said in a very dead oh, voice, too. That's funny. I was like, oh, my God, that's me. But I really don't want that to be me. <laughs> it sounds so bad, but I don't know, because, like, I don't naturally think about hanging out with people unless I feel like I need someone with me. Mm-hmm. I, know. I got what I don't enjoy people though, or like I don't enjoy a person. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Yeah. And I'm picky with the people that I choose too. Mm-hmm. But it also serves a purpose. Okay, so God, <laughs> not to make this so mechanical, but like it does serve a purpose in the way, for example, Casey. Casey's love language is quality time and that's what she likes doing. And that's her like favorite thing to do is spending quality time with people that she loves. Yeah. And so for me to spend time with her does serve a purpose because it like, it's like, it's her. It like adds friendship points. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about it from like, have you ever played harvest moon? No, but there's a, Animal Crossing is like this. Oh, yeah. Animal Crossing. So, like, in Harvest Moon, it's more visual because you can see how many hearts you get with yeah. each friend. So, when you spend more quality time with each friend, like, say, you know, talk to them every day in the game, it adds friendship points and you get more hearts. Yeah. And that's okay. kind of how I think about my friendship. Yeah. Pocket Camp has that. Um, yeah. See, I think that's why I tend to go towards games that are like that. It's a lot of, like, tracking. Yeah, and tracking your status. Yes. And, and yeah, and there's an, a goal. Yeah, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to get like, you know, um, the best friend photos in Animal Crossing. So I'm like looking up, like, how do you get there, blah blah. blah. And then people broke it down, like you get this many points, or you can't really see it in Animal uh-huh. Crossing, but you do get points. Like it is a point system for doing specific things to become yeah. like, friends with them. That's how, like, Stardew Valley is, because you can marry people, too. And so, like, when I started the game, I just, like, scoped out, like, okay, do I want to be lesbian or straight? And then (laughs) so I scoped out all the people, and I was like, okay, this person, I like this person's personality. And then there's a whole wiki page on Stardew Valley, and it shows, like, what they dislike, what they hate, what they like, and what they love. And so if you give them something they love, then you get the hearts more. It's like Fable. Like one of my favorite things in Fable was like building the relationships with the people because you can see it happening. Like with mm-hmm. the bars, you know, and the, yeah. the hearts and stuff. And <laughs> so you're basically earning points for doing things for them to make them yeah. love with you. <laughs> and, and that's like kind of how it is in real life, though, yeah. you know. Here's a right like, point. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to be so robotic. No. People who like know us are gonna be like, what is wrong with them? Who <laughs> like know us but no don't really know the deep yeah. sides of our minds. It's so it's so funny. But that that is what I think about. Like that's why I like reserve time for certain friends and do certain things with certain people because I know that's what they like 
And yeah. if I do what they like, then I get more friendship points and they'll stay friends with me. That sounds really sad. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, like, I enjoy their friendship and their yeah. companionships. I want them to keep, well, I want to keep them in my life. Yeah. So it is logical if you think about it from that standpoint, like yeah. hanging out with people. There is a purpose um, to that person's point, that character you're talking about. Yeah. That's why I like, I really liked that line. I was like, man. But it just like, and the way she said it, it came across so bad because that's just how her character is, though. She's very mm-hmm. Um What is this? What show is this? <laughs> it's called The Girlfriend Experience. I think, yeah, The Girlfriend Experience. It's on Stars. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting show. It's definitely rated R. <laughs> like. Like most things. Really rated R. Because <laughs> it's about like she's an escort. Oh. So she becomes she becomes an escort, but it's really interesting and like crazy. But she's she's definitely an INTJ because she's very she's like a law student and stuff. Mm. She's just insane, but that's interesting. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned like the way she said it because um, Austin pointed out yesterday how monotone my voice was mm-hmm. because I said something snarky. Um, he described it as snarky. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it like caught him off guard because the way I said it didn't seem like there was just just no emotion, yeah. I guess, like um, connected to it. And so it like took him back because he had to think about it. He's like, wait, what did she just say? <laughs> uh, I'm definitely like not as monotone as you are, but I have found myself in those situations because what I said, I didn't realize may mean more to other people yeah I have to think about that like the the frequency of my voice and all that when I talk to people but like that just goes to show like the more monotone my voice is like I feel like my voice is kind of monotone right now but (laughs) (laughs) like it's versus like the beginning of the podcast but like the more monotone it is it just means the more relaxed and calm yeah and the more comfortable I am with you so yeah people shouldn't take it so offensively or anything yeah because i said what did i say yesterday that caught him off guard oh so we were taking a picture and then we were trying to squeeze into the picture and and so casey sat on my lap so that we could get into the shot yeah um but but when she sat on my lap it like the way she sat on my lap like my knee went her butt crack so i said (laughs) i was like geez casey your knee just or my knee just went up your butthole but I said it so monotone that, like, Austin was like, what did she say? He was like, is it a joke? Is she- <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I thought that was funny. That's more entertaining, though, because, you, like, you don't know. And so you have to, like, think about it. And you're like, wait. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend in college who like I guess I've just always been monotone but I never really thought about it because mm-hmm. you know obviously you don't really think about what how you talk yeah. but she thought I was the most hilarious person in our friend group like just anything that I say she would just <laughs> laugh because I had such a monotone voice but I would say 
apparently, I don't know, but apparently I would say really funny or like outlandish <laughs> things, but because it's in a monotone voice, yeah. she just thought it was just the funniest thing she's yeah. ever heard. Yeah, the, whenever I say something that people think are, is, like, really funny, which I'm not a funny person, but whenever something, like, comes across as really funny, I really didn't mean it to be that way. It's just, like, how I said it, I guess, because I don't know. It's kind of, because you don't, like, really intend to be funny when you're, like, saying certain things, but mm-hmm. it comes across that way because of the way you say it. Cause it is like kind of monotone and like you're saying it kind of serious, but people think that you're joking. So they take it as like, you know, funny. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I do that sometimes. And then people are laughing. I'm like, why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> like, why is that funny? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're hilarious. Like <laughs> anytime we do an episode or just even in real life, like not even just the podcast. Yeah. And I think back on the things that we say, I think we're both just really hilarious. <laughs> we're together, yeah. Yeah. Like I can't like when I it's hard for me to edit our our episodes to be honest. <laughs> cuz I have to like pause cuz I'm laughing. <laughs> oh, I like that. And I I wonder if people think we're funny. I don't know. I don't I mean, obviously they like the episode because my INTJ episodes are always the most popular. I don't know if they're popular because it says INTJ or if they really do think we're funny. It's probably those INTJs that are searching for other people that are like them. The two percenters. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Showing up. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys think it's funny. I think it's. I do too. I think it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is 245. All right. You need to go. Pick up that. Do that thing. What are you doing? Picking up a tank. Picking up a tank from a hermit crab. Got to move him in from a 10-gallon to a 20-gallon. Dang. Double the size. Yeah. Well, technically, 20-gallon is, like, the smallest you're supposed to have them in. I felt really bad. And now that, he's, <laughs> now that he's Alfonso has gotten so big, I feel so bad because he can barely move around in this little 10-gallon. Which is too oh. big. Yeah. When and you guys has- get, like a big house if that's ever like in your future you should just have like an aquarium room i would not mind because fabian really wants fish he loves fish and he wants Mm. to have like a a big tank he won't get a tank right now because he wants one that's big enough like because he'll feel bad putting Mm. us in a small tank so he wants to get a big tank so it'd be really cool to have like a tank room for the fish and the hermit crabs yeah, it's going to stink, though. I know. That's the that's only so thing. <laughs> I, want, like, I want a nice, big... What I really want to do is I want several tanks, and I want to connect them all, because you can, mm-hmm. so that they can move in between, like, move into all the other tanks. Like, that's what I really want, but the upkeep on that is going to be crazy, and it is going to smell. Yeah. That's it's going to be really humid in that room, too. Yes. I could just imagine it now. Which would really suck for here in Virginia. Mm-hmm. In California, it wouldn't be that bad. But in Virginia, oh, my God, it's already so humid. Like, everything molds. Ugh. It's gross. Yeah. I, I feel like I could smell it. Because <laughs> my family in the Philippines, they had, like, uh, well, you know, it's tropical there. So mm-hmm. it's humid. And they had this giant fish tank. With the 
what's the flat long fish called? I forgot uh, what they're called. Eels? No, it's that one. Oh, flounder. No, it's longer. It's one of those long ones. You, it's like one of those rare ones you get at Animal Crossing. Oh. Something Pecia. An Aeropecia? Is that what it's called? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, they had one. And because it's so long and big, they had to have a giant tank. And yeah. so it's like humid and you could just smell it. And that's what I'm smelling right now. <laughs> if you guys get the giant tank. It definitely needs to be like closed off. But anyway, I better go now. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks for getting on. Yeah. Thanks for doing another episode. We have another one this month that we're doing. So yeah. just think about what you want to talk about. My hermit crabs. No. <laughs> no. This whole episode I'm just hermit crabs. Oh, oh, my God. God. I don't know about that one. <laughs> it's just going to be you the entire time. No. I was like, uh-huh. That's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so bored. Oh, my God. All um, right. Well, have fun with your you. tank. Have fun editing and whatnot, whatever you're doing today. Mm, I need a poop. That'll be fun. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoy what you hear and want to stay up to date on the show, please follow me on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also check out my website at thetalkativeintrovertpodcast.com. All the information will be on there as well as in the show notes. Please help support the show by sharing it with your friends and family. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode.